0: Oh, you're okay. just going to let StreamYard capture it all.
1: I'm just going to let StreamYard do it and, you know, cross my finger. So hopefully this all works out and we get a playable episode off of this.
2: <laughs> hey
0: everyone, I'm Ryan and i'm steve and this is 60 cycle hum the guitar buying selling trading money, fixing, breaking, reviewing, money buying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're back we're making our best effort to do a podcast in the face of the plague which i've contracted thanks to nam which we're going to talk about this episode we uh, we didn't yeah, do a recap you, uh, on nam
0: you uh you died no i died back. a little bit yeah <laughs> How's that going? Are you are you uh, are you oh. still testing? Are you still positive? You still feeling I, positive?
1: I'm I haven't tested again yet. I tested uh, like the day after I started having major symptoms. I was like, this is ridiculous. I got a test. I got a bunch of tests here. I'm going to do it. Uh, I figured I would test before needing to do anything major. Uh, but I am I am on the mend. Um, I had a really, really tough time this past week, and it hit me a lot harder And I was expecting it too. I'm, I'm vaxxed up and stuff. And, you know, I have to assume that it would have been a lot worse if I wasn't vaxxed. Uh, My my wife caught it uh, a year or so ago and uh, she was vaxxed. And she said that the symptoms that she had was (laughs) less than when she got the vaccine (laughs) initially. Um, So I have to assume that, yeah, this is, this is less than it would have been for me, which is scary because man, it just really trashed me. And I mm-hmm. still feel trashed. It's almost a full week later um, since having my first symptoms showing up, and I just feel weak and exhausted. Like I, if I go up the stairs or stand up too quickly, then it's like I have to sit down afterwards and like wait for my muscles to reabsorb some energy from my bones or something. Is that how bodies work?
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Your bones is where you store all of your energy. <laughs> That's why when you get older and you're not eating as much, your bones start to sh- like shrink.
1: Yeah, because your bones don't have as much power in them. You need powerful yeah. bones.
0: Yeah, that's why there was, you know, that's why He-Man said by the power of gray skull. Right. That skull, yeah. it was because it was gray. Of power. Gray yeah. is actually the highest energy color. Right. <laughs> as a graphic designer, weird. you should know that.
1: Oh, I know. Well, I know gray is the highest energy color. Like when you think about flames, like there's there's red flame, which is actually kind of cool. Then you get orange flame and yellow flame. Things are getting hot when you get up to the blue flames. Oh, my gosh. Then you get a gray flame. That's like a that's like a laser. It's, it's through the roof. I mean, think about, you know, Star Wars right now. They got that black lightsaber and that's apparently a big deal. You know, eventually yeah. you get you get hotter than gray and you get black and then, you know, that's it.
0: Yeah, black is actually the hottest color because it's all of the colors. But right, it's also right. a shade, so I don't really include it.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of different things that people <laughs> could argue about when it comes to color theory
0: <laughs> and all sorts of stuff like that. So, should we do what we decided we were going to do this yeah, episode? let's talk, let's, uh, let's recap Nam. We've two got two weeks bunch. later.
1: We got a whole bunch of photos here. This is, we, we you know, we kind of just dumped everything and you dumped like five photos and four of them are of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I dumped like 30 photos and I think maybe a couple of them are you, of you. I don't know. But uh, here well, we there, are, this... all
0: of these pictures were most all the pictures I took of you were at at this uh, Klontar. Right. Uh, the the Chipson Klontar. The, that shirt was also a big hit. Uh, people uh, love that shirt. Hi, yeah. I'm Ryan and I'm a Mormon.
1: <laughs> That's what everyone was assuming. Because the tag would just like cover it a little bit and they're like, what's this all about? And then they'd have a nice little chuckle and a laugh. So, anyways, this is holding the uh the, the Chibson Klon Centaur guitar, yeah. which was a fun gag. The, is it uh, the... supposed
0: to be like a letter K? Or is Maybe? it supposed to be like but it's also kind of the body shape a little bit of like, I just Uh, couldn't, I couldn't decide what the body shape was supposed to be. I have to say, I do
1: like this shape quite a bit more than I would have expected to. Like it's kind of ergonomic Mm -hmm. more than you would expect it to. It has a fun kind of like Jetson spacey thing going on. It's got a, it's got a swept wing hiding in it and it has an arrowhead sock. Like I, like I kind of want this to be a guitar that I can get. Not not for the clon part because that's like fun joke, but like for that body shape, you throw a wiggle stick on there, and you know I'm going to be into that.
0: Yeah, one of the things that was being discussed with this is uh, so I think maybe a picture or two. There we go with Jason USA, yeah, uh, the owner and operator of Chipson uh, was telling us how the Centaur circuit is or the clone cl- the clone circuit the clonk clonk alone circuit clonk alone uh is completely separate from the guitar circuit so you can so you can engage it and actually in one of the demos or i it might have been at the unveiling no that's
1: that's that's the joke of it is that it's like you think your initial thought is like oh it's a clon in a guitar so you plug in and you've got clon tones no you have to plug another guitar into the guitar and the guitar is the pedal yeah like (laughs) That's what's going on here. And it's I mean so you can plug stupid. the guitar it's brilliant.
0: In, you can plug the guitar into the pedal as well, I believe. Right. You have
1: to like you have to uh you know uh what's that called? Like jack it da- over Daisy chain that. it, yeah. Daisy chain the guitar into the pedal from the guitar. <laughs> you have to like hot wire it, you know. What is it called when you put in the when you put in a, a patch cable in between uh channels on an amp? Called like a jumper cable. you know what I'm talking about? Like that's what you have to do with it. You have to like yeah, bridge jump it over
0: like cable jumping or whatever. Bridge, Yeah, yeah.
1: So, anyways, that that thing's fun. Who is this guy? So this is Rumi.
0: Uh he is a YouTuber. Oh uh, yeah. His YouTube channel is Rumi Official. I think he's probably the actually the biggest YouTuber that I saw. Uh, he has 7.5 million subs Damn. Uh, and he's like, uh, he for a long time, he did like daily videos. And actually he was talking to I heard him talking to someone about it. I never knew this was his reasoning, but he was talking to someone about it. And he said that the reason he does daily and his daily videos are always like fun. Like what, what was better the hits of the eighties or the hits of now. And he's just pulling out like his producers, but you know, let's compare. I want to dance with somebody with, you know, whatever song, Uh, Dua Lipa just came out with, and so he'll make some commentary about the two songs and then decide which one he thinks is better. Uh, But it's all this very, like, short format, like, maybe 15, 20-minute video. And he said, Mm -hmm. uh, I forget, he might have been talking to uh, Mary Spender about it. I don't remember uh, exactly who he was talking to at the time, but he said that like his goal was to, the reason he was making daily content was because he wanted to be like something that people could watch in the middle of like their work day, like on their lunch break. Right. They could, like sit down with their sandwich and watch one video and like feel good about their day. Right. Right. I was like, man, we need to do daily content, but I'm just gonna, do- <laughs> I'll, my, all of my content will be very like depressing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Knock yourself out, Steve. But, but I, like, saw him. I, I was sit there and vlog, you know. I was
0: I was talking to uh, Charlie Cooper, who was telling me like the entire uh, Orange Amplifier story, mm-hmm. and uh, Joel walks by, and I just like was like, Charlie, stop. And I called him over. I'm like, I need to get a selfie with you, man, because Melissa and I will watch uh Rumi, like he's one of our uh late night YouTube watches.
1: Right, right. So I've never seen so him before. I'll, I'll the have thing. to check him out. Yeah. yeah. It's, that it's, was, it's that was that was a it was a wild party. Like we've we'd gone yeah. to that party before, but it was it's usually like in the middle of winter, like all the YouTubers kind of meet up at this like pool bar, like one of the pool bars in the area. We hang out for a bit and because it's normally winter when we do it, it's usually kind of like, uh, oh, like 10 people show up out for an hour and then we leave. But because it was warm, like everyone was there and everyone hung out and it was it was pretty wild. I don't have any other photos from that here. I think I, everything else I uploaded is photos from the floor.
2: Mm. Uh, well, you this- uh,
0: you posted your one video, which was from early at that party.
1: Yeah. Uh, what What was your thought on that video? Did you watch it? Yeah, it was, uh, uh, intrusive. <laughs> uh, I decided that I, I needed to publish it because it was the only thing I filmed at mm. Nam. but I have, <laughs> I have kind of mixed feelings on it. And on one side, it's like, man, this is amazing that we're all there and there's so many like big names there and we were there too, and stuff like that. And, uh, and on the other side of it is like, man, that was like day three of my trip and I was completely fried and my voice was blown out and I was like kind of like manically excited to be done with them and really, really over the top, like talking to everyone and stumbling over my words and stuff. And, you know, I was uh, one Long Island tee deep into that night already and it was hitting me hard <laughs> and like, this is kind of embarrassing, but it's also kind of cool. I felt a little cringy when I when once, I rewatched once you, it.
0: Once you stood up and I think I think there were people where you were just like naming and then Well, that was my goal is
1: I was trying to get it done really, really fast. And then, then I hovered hub- like,
0: on Paul David's <laughs> spent but, much time on Paul. <laughs> but like also there were people that you're like, uh so like uh Steve from Samurai guitarist. Right. Not me. Um, like you come by and you're like, there's Samurai Guitars, and he like looks up and you're moving the camera away and you just see him be like, what the hell just happened? Right. I think that was like like a lot of people were like, (laughs) what is that guy doing? What what is happening right
2: now?
1: That was when I was watching. I was like, maybe I should ask all these people if it's okay to publish this. And I was like, no. We all whore ourselves out for video every single I mean, day. No one's going to care.
0: True. That is yeah. true.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one who's embarrassing himself with this thing. But, you know, a decent amount of people seem to enjoy it. So I'm, I'm glad that I did publish it. It is it's one of those things where, you know, it is what it is, you know. So anyways, here's a guitar that caught my eye uh, on the Nam floor. This is actually from a local builder, Iconic. Uh, oh, they do. yeah. Yeah, like they super uh, Carl's
0: got, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. They they
1: always have really striking finishes and you can see yeah. like the the temperature checking in this and the photo really doesn't do it justice like when you move this thing around like the clear coat on it over silver sparkle it looks like it's made out of broken glass. Oh like, yeah,
0: it, you were with this one you really only see the checking to uh, in one one right. dimension or like in in 2D, right? So as you rotate the thing it uh you start seeing other layers of checking that you you don't capture at any given single angle it so was, i mean um, here you're, you're probably seeing like 75 percent of the checking but yeah. as you would rotate it you would start seeing other it had like that a, you just wouldn't see
1: like a holographic element to it yeah you know? yeah yeah and then uh here's the headstock and the full guitar yeah they make uh, really
0: good playing guitars um yeah they How were at, you- i th- i think i heard about them at um or i found out about them at the uh, quilter event we did you know mm. years ago
1: i think i played them for the first time at a summer nam which is funny because they're local oh. and i found out about them at in nashville
0: you know <laughs> there's a there's a couple <laughs> local builders that um have that we don't work with for you know not every no one has to work with us uh, but it's but, not
1: possible to work with everyone. So it's like yeah, there's no I, excuses. But, but needed, Iconic you know. is
0: local. Uh, Josh also Williams I think, guitars, I think, is local as well.
1: Yeah, they're just, you know, they're, they're really far outside of the price point of like, hey, let's market this right. on a YouTube channel. They're all they're all like three grand and up and stuff like that. So at that point, like you're not sending out a sample to a YouTuber, you know, they're yeah. they're they're selling every single one and doing just fine. This one I took a photo of just because I like how funky some of their shapes were. Uh, viper mm-hmm. guitars uh this was i i shot this one because it was out front but a bunch of them had this really fun uh kind of wonky lower horn thing going on and i actually kind of really like that headstock shape too
0: yeah the bodies are very uh it's it's funny because i feel like the um the bodies are very like dean is it the cadillac model i'm thinking of that this is i uh, i I look at it and
1: I think of the the Music Vox space cadets, but just a little Mm. bit more quite a bit more pulled back than that, but still kind of like kind of a wacky like claymation sort of liquid sort of shape going on. Yeah,
0: there's a specific I I don't it's not the catalog because I just looked it up. I don't know which specific model it is, but they are they're less they have a, a model that has that like extra deep single cut. Yeah, uh, yeah. thing going on.
1: Like, I get, not- I get the impression that they were trying to do, like, a really deep ergonomic thing. Mm-hmm. And then maybe weren't 100%, you know, self-aware that it it results in this very funky, fun, cartoony sort of look. Because, the, yeah. you know, the way the booth is presented is like, here you go. Here are some performance guitars. But then you look at the sock, and, like, they kind of have to know that it's kind of got
0: this... You know wacky thing going on i really like that headstock i think that's really
2: cool
1: I, I usually don't like you know for for the the realities of tuning stability and stuff like that like the dean style v split out headstock mm-hmm. is is not technically ideal but man you, you can't argue with the looks it's a fun look yeah what's next up here oh yeah the cream mm-hmm. guitars this was a new company and I didn't. I didn't get enough like close up shots of these things. Oh, because uh, uh, I was just. They're really at,
0: interesting. They have a lot.
1: Yeah, lot a
0: lot going on.
1: This finish. Um, oh my gosh! I wish I took in a video of this finish. It's 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 it looks like clearly it looks three dimensional because it is three dimensional. It's a situation. Yeah. And for for me to get excited about this being done on a guitar uh, means that it's being done in a really new and interesting way. It is a resin pour. Over a yeah. three-dimensional carve, which resulted in this really, really fun look.
2: Yeah.
1: I think cream guitars was kind of like my stand standout of like these guys are doing something legitimately different. Um, there there were a couple edges on them where I was like, uh, this is very prototypey, or this is very like kind of first run sort of situation where you know you a little quality control issues with the way like binding connects to you know the the neck heel and things like that but man they're just stunning and fun to look at
0: yeah i, mean, I can't even find their website uh which is oops. um interesting i guess i don't know if interesting is the right word uh but yeah i'm not seeing uh their actual there's cream guitars i found their twitter account i just want to know what their website is it's CreamGuitars.com. why does that their seo just might not must not work um, but they're based in, uh, so they operate out of Mexico. But I think they—they um, mentioned all of their uh,
1: guitars Texas a couple times. Yeah, all
0: their guitars. So I so um, I think they have like a distribution center in Texas, but the the team that's doing the building and everything is down in in Mexico. So this right. is, um, you know, I don't know what their background is, but their models are really cool. I really like their shapes. They're the very unique shape set uh with yeah, their, that, two, their two that, models
1: that reverse explores a lot of fun um and i like the beveling on the edges and stuff and the colors and the finishes and everything it's amazing uh i want to point out the headstock the headstock yeah. is multiple materials combined together mm-hmm. for this r- honestly really cool look i'm i'm a bit of a stickler for headstock looks so this catching my eye is like a big deal to me but it's like yeah that part is wood right there and then this part is a chunk of metal that's been milled out and it's screwed to it and then this clear part is more epoxy that's been poured and their logo is like floating in the epoxy in like a three-dimensional sort of way like it's a really cool look and concept like they yeah. they kind of threw the the chicken the chicken the kitchen sink at this thing as far as well, like new looks go
0: you know what, you haven't mentioned on here, which I, oh, there it is. That's what I was gonna, yeah. I was about to talk about that. Is uh,
1: it's got a secret hidden middle pickup.
0: Yeah. So they put in a Seymour Duncan quarter pounder, which is a super hot. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what, if it's the quarter pound strat. I, I'd have to imagine maybe it's a quarter pound strat, um, but it's underneath the pick guard. And, and he you were, work- a-
1: yeah, he's yeah, he explaining that uh that it's meant to be like a bass boost. Like it's not meant mm. to be like oh you use this as a standalone pickup. Like you blend it in to bring in more lows into your signal. Yeah. Like that's the concept there. Well, yeah. I didn't actually get to try it, but oh, okay. uh it's the, the, he had a bunch of stuff that was like kind of wild concepts that Yeah, they have were very they all innovative. have like
0: uh brass uh plates on the back to like mm-hmm. increase the well, they the do the thing or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's another trick they threw at it. It's it's got one of those things where, um, and I wish I had a picture of that because it was custom cut to be their logo.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's very blinged out. Uh, it, it's one of those things where you come you connect the neck pocket to the uh, the string saddles with a big long brass plate going down the back of it. You know, cool stuff. This is a yeah. photo of me and, uh, and uh, I forget this guy's name on the left. I think it's Dan or David or something like that. I'm friends with uh, him on Facebook. I, I forget everyone's name and, and I hate it, but the guy in the middle is, is, uh, Elliot from the cars.
0: Yeah. Elliot Easton. Yeah.
1: yeah. There you go. You remember his name, man. I feel so bad guy on the left. I'm so f- sorry that I forgot your name. I feel like an asshole every time I do that. Well, that's I forget because you people's are. names. I am an asshole. Uh, so this is a guitar that Perfecto pointed out at the, the Shabbat booth. Oh, I thought I had a picture of Perfecto holding it. I guess I don't. Uh, maybe it's going to come up later. But, you know, that caught my eye. That fun kind of like aqua to silver and gold bursts, jazz master sort of thing. Yeah. Who Who was is this looking. made
0: by? Do you remember? Shabbat guitars. Oh, Shabbat. Right. Yeah. Shabbat. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They originally... I was supposed to be, you know, like staying in the same hotel as uh, Henning and uh, and Andy, mm-hmm. and they were going to go have a meeting with Shabbat, and I was going to hang out with them and spend, you know, like half a day with this guy or whatever, and then that all fell through.
0: <laughs> and there's, uh, there's fake Phil McKnight is in the background of that one.
1: You're right. <laughs> hey, fake Phil McKnight. Uh, you think he's the guy who is running around taking photos for Phil?
0: No, Phil, the fake, <laughs> the guy who. So it's funny because we were like super confused because we got tagged on uh, Phil McKnight's Instagram. Uh, thing, yeah. You know, congratulating us on 100k, and we're and, like, "Where uh, was Phil? He
1: didn't say yeah. hi."
0: And it turned out he had a a, a channel, basically a, a profile, Instagram channel, whatever takeover during Uh, nam so he had somebody uh who got in
1: but also uh trey Trey from gear gods did a video where he was going around nam and spotting people who looked like oh yeah you see that one he's like oh here's uh you know here's wish.com version of this person here's (laughs) wish.com version of that person it was fun it was a fun video from trey Uh, i took a picture of this just for you steve This is, Mm
0: -hmm. this was at
1: the Proco booth and it's a sports announcer switch. This is the stuff they're making when they're not making rats.
0: Is that just uh? is that just like a cough
1: button? I think, I think it's just, it's, it's a hard on button. So it's like not a hard on button. I mean, maybe it gives you a hard on, but, but it's like, it's always muted until you press it sort of thing. Because, with oh, you, you know, for sports casting, you're in a really noisy par- place, yeah. And so, you yeah. want to flick it on when, when you're using it. It's just funny to look at the other stuff that Proco makes and realize like they really throw the vast majority of their business at things other than the rat. Like, the rat, like, they still act like confused that the rat is popular. You know? Oh, yeah, nothing else that they make is like trying to be like guitar equipment. It's like, hey, we made this box with the switch for sportscasters. I kind of thought it would be fun to get one of those for you. I don't know.
2: <laughs> what am I oh going to do with it,
0: Ryan?
1: What am I, I, I don't know. I put it on your shelf and be like, "Here we go." <laughs> so you you are
0: correct. It is a it's a talk to oh, push you know to what, talk system. You know
1: what it would be good for is well, for that that microphone pedal board we were talking about.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: because you just flick it on really quick. We'd have to have a third microphone around when we're using it, but whatever. So this is, you know, one of the few dumb accessories I took photos of. It's not dumb, but it's like I kind of get it. But it's kind of like if I saw someone using this on a stage, brass knuckles, mic holder sort of thing, I'd be like, come
0: right. on. This is come for on. Uh, this is for the person. I don't know. I don't I can't I can't even think of a good joke with this.
1: Right, right.
0: This is for, it's like, I don't know. You couldn't hold on the microphone. You're worried about <laughs> it like falling out of your hand. So you got this thing, I guess. I maybe, like, th- maybe this is like if you don't have a thumb.
1: No, it's for like, it's for a band. It's a stage gimmick. It's for a band no, that has I, like, a, like a fighting yeah. reputation, you know? like.
0: Oh, yeah, you're a real tough guy with your yeah, brass don't, knuckle. Don't, don't get on the
1: stage. The singer will punch you right in the teeth. <laughs> oh so this is a fun booth and i actually have something to show from this booth oh
0: yeah yeah I, uh, this was uh this was uh they're really cool uh there was someone else phil x is a uh, endorsing i think uh this company and people are like what the hell phil x
1: <laughs> so this is the company I'll, I'll take this down for a second to show uh my screen this is the company making the stickers that make your guitar look relic and yes i have a pack here in my hands and yes i'm going to apply them to a, to a guitar in the near future but they also do these wraps which honestly like this fruity pebbles one i'm into it like i think that's yeah. sharp looking like they did no, it, a really good job of it
0: they're called insane skins insane it's spelled with the z uh, and it says get the, one of their new things, they have this relic series. It's get the relic look without the damage, but they have all kinds of designs. Like, like this, you're saying.
1: Like, I, like this was so clean that I was like trying to figure out what I was looking at and how he did it. It's like, is this like a dip? And then you like finished it and he's like, no, this is all like a, a vinyl applique, but what they do is they, they line it up perfectly. So when it stretches around the edges, they actually like can varnish over it and it's so clean and so perfect that it honestly looked like like it might have been like airbrushed or something like that like parts of it were super duper clean like it was a really like convincing look without any seams or anything like that and uh, this was cute because like it just seems like oh fruity pebbles whatever it's actually like a custom thing I was talking to the guy, it's a custom uh, commission for a client and uh, the art is just full of like little references for for a man and his wife who are married and it's like an anniversary sort of thing. And there's a bunch of references on the back that I don't think I got photos of. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's a really cool uh, bit of technology that they have going on there. Obviously it's not for everyone, but it's really, really clean. I was impressed.
0: Yeah, no they're really cool. The whole thing's really cool. I think the the idea we we talked to him about this relic thing and and he just thought it was the what you want to do with it is just the best idea ever. He was right. he was pretty into it. Yeah, Cuz you, you were like tried- oh, you were just like, "Oh, let's trade trade cards. We got to talk about this." And like, if you like my idea, maybe we can set something up. And he was like, "Dude, just take it." He's like, "That yeah. your idea is great. Here you go." I,
1: he's like, "What? What is this for?" And I told him. And he's like, "What? What is the color of it?" And, and I kind of explained it. And he's like, "Oh, okay. Let me let me find the right color for you." And he found yeah. like wood that he thought would match it the best. <laughs> so he was pretty excited about it. I wasn't trying to do like the YouTuber begging at a booth sort of thing. And right. I'm sure that's obnoxious to a lot of people, but. Uh, i'm pretty excited about the project i have in mind i think it's going to make yeah. some waves on the internet and it's going to piss off a few purists they're, and they're
0: like very that. uh they're very i think i would say you know the that picture that uh relicking it's a six foot relic you know it's it's oh yeah, totally if you, totally if you get up on it and whatever you're oh what the hell but like
1: no i could tell right away like oh that's a, that's a sticker yeah but like when you kind of look at it from a distance, like you're not even going to think about it, you know? And it's not that that even matters. Like it's fine for it to look like a sticker and be like, yeah. hey, here's like a, here's a silly thing I'm doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it might as if, if you're curious, like what, like a relved guitar would look like on your body, like stickers are a lot cheaper than actually going out and doing it, you know, and you don't risk anything with your guitar. You want to do a gimmick or something like that. I think he should do like fantasy, uh relic style things like what if that the way that's worn away underneath it instead it's like muscle tissue or something like that or you know something something for the you know biomechanical tattoo types right out there i mean
0: maybe uh maybe that's a thing maybe if you you go through his gallery maybe there's something in there like
1: that or like it's worn away and there's like like honeycomb under there with like honey dripping out or something yeah there's 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 something there there's some fun concepts you could do because he's he's got the means to make these things he just needs a bunch of concepts that
0: are kind of silly and fun yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of different concepts
1: yeah even if it's just like Oh, it makes it makes it look like you have the pastel guitar or, you know, plain color guitar. And it looks like, oh, it wears away. And there's Paisley underneath. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a fun look. Things like that. You know, there's something there. You want to try something out? So this was a photo uh, with another YouTube channel. And I'm not talking about Glenn. Uh, What was his name? I was just met. I sent him this photo the other day. Famous
0: Parker. It's guitar tabs daily.
1: There it is, guitar tabs daily. Did you pull up his message, or did you just? No, I
0: just remembered that because I'm Uh, I'm, because
1: you remember things. That's what (laughs) I do here. No, it really is. That is Steve's job behind the scenes. It's to remember
0: things. It should be my uh, Gear Fest nickname, the Rememberer. I remember Steve Rao. I remember things.
1: (laughs) <laughs> I, it was a lot of fun to uh, to hang out with glenn a little bit i didn't get to spend real quality time with him but i'm always happy to see glenn so it's fun to run into him too yeah dovi Doss was there i had some actually good quality time with dovi Doss. we hung out mm-hmm. for a while talking uh you know we were you know talking to fans and stuff like that together and just kind of walking around checking stuff out dovi's a fun guy and he's gonna be at gear fest and i'm really excited to spend some time with him Like some some quality time with that dude. He's such a nut. Like, and I mean that in like the most positive way. Like he's just a character. He's he's just delightful. So I'm looking forward to seeing him next week or this week. (laughs) 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 You know, this thing's gonna be published on Monday. We're recording it on a Tuesday, so almost a full week ahead. Uh, surfy trim. Uh Surfy Industries was there. They have some new products. This is one of them. They uh I already have their normal surfy trim. This is the stereo version. Oh, a stereo okay. version now and i think the yeah the one that i have is a two knob so this is three knobs now it has a volume i'm gonna have to ask them for this <laughs> uh it's got the switch between brown and black uh panel fender sounds and they also have a rack unit now
0: yeah which... that was uh i think that was their well this was one of i think two very new items for them yeah
1: like this is like this is still the prototype is the vibe I was getting. But they're doing all the stereo stuff now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I took pictures of two out of three of the stereo things. This has stereo width on it. And he was explaining all the science to me and I didn't quite pick it up, so I can't explain it now, but it's taking, it takes a mono signal can split it into stereo and give you this width. That sounds really, really pretty. And it does the full like surfy drippy fender outboard reverb unit thing with all sorts of other options. Like surfy is really finding their legs, like getting outside of the box. Like they started out just doing like, just, you know, three knob emulations of the fender unit and they just keep advancing it and coming up with new stuff like this i was looking at this as like do i need to get into rack here because this is pretty cool Ah <laughs> oh, man but I, I really don't use rack here and i'm not tempted at
0: all yeah before we before we hit this tongue twister <laughs> uh let's do some housekeeping man sure sure you want to have... hit that housekeeping music uh yeah let's see if i can remember which one it is
2: housekeeping time.
0: there you go all right so housekeeping is part of the show where we thank the people who help make this show happen even when ryan has covid and we're on other sides <laughs> of the world uh mm-hmm. not really the just world. I'm literally i'm literally like six miles down the street i went into work uh even i was my wife was like is it gonna uh, be a world away she's like is it gonna be weird that you're going to work on your day off and i'm like it's six o'clock everyone's gone right right um uh, but uh we're gonna thank these people uh at the one dollar level uh steven hickox matthew edwards samuel hunt and rob brewer and at the five dollar level carlos p and bj pierce so thanks to all these people and everyone who's supporting, and you know, as I've we've said, dozens, if not a hundred hundreds of times now, um, the money that that you guys send through Patreon goes back into the show. Yeah, uh, it goes back into uh, Ryan and I to to you know to keep doing this thing and and keep it going and everything. And
1: that actually happened today. I spent uh, just over four hundred dollars on a piece of gear that we needed for our Sweetwater trip. I've, I've been hauling all my travel gear in a backpack for years Mm. and, uh, the, the straps are falling off of it and heading to Sweetwater this week. Uh, we're actually going to be packing quite a bit extra gear, gear that I normally wouldn't be bringing. Um, so I needed a bigger container. So I bought a Pelican case, you know, it's, I could have, I could have gone with something off brand, but I was like, I'm, you know, I'm going to be doing this for years and years, hopefully. So might as well get the real deal thing that I can, you know, get accessories for and whatnot. And, uh, you know, know that it's going to work and have, you know, kind of brand stuff behind it and whatnot. And also I work with people that use them and it would be fun to be matchy matchy and whatnot. But yeah, but, uh,
0: Pelican Pelican stuff's really good.
1: It it was, and I already know like, Oh yeah, I'm going to be able to fit everything that I need in there and Mm -hmm. then have some extra room and whatnot and be a little bit better organized than I have in the past. Um, but yeah, it it like the Patreon funding makes it easy for us to be like, well, we got money in the budget. And even if we go into the into the red, there will the money will replenish eventually so that we can buy things that we need to produce the show and to produce content and to take care of travel needs and things like that. Uh, so, yeah, it, yeah. it to, to really poetry. helps us.
0: And to buy drinks for everyone at the Nam YouTuber party.
1: <laughs> well, that's a that's a business expense as well, Steve. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Um, no, so we were hanging out at the YouTuber party, and Steve was like, "I started a tab. Can I buy drinks for people?" And I was like, "I wish you would." And it's, I well, was, I paid off Steve's bill today, and I was like, "He so really did." So it. Just he like
0: already, they, Yeah, it was already running, and so I was just, like, anyone who was uh, doing stuff like if I was just up there and someone was ordering a drink, I'd just tell the bartender like, Oh, just put it on my tab. It's fine. And that way I just left it open for the whole night. And it was whatever. So
1: I, I know that on your tab, I ordered a drink for perfecto and a drink for Aaron, Abubo from the gear Slum. Uh, who else did you buy drinks for? And you bought them for me as
0: well for you, for me. I think I picked up, I think Aaron had a one or two more on that. Um, I think I, Andrew or Emily probably got one. I, I really don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Like I said, I was just there and like sure, sure. If someone if someone was walking up and they didn't have a tab open already, I was just like while I was ordering a drink. a drink, I was like, I'll pick this one up. Like, don't worry about yeah. it. Six, six we might do that.
1: We might do that some more this week in Fort Wayne, yeah.
0: you know? So even though literally everyone else it's like Gear Fest has a bigger Patreon than us. I don't know why we're paying. But we are.
1: <laughs> well, I think you know. There, here's the fantasy, guys. Like we go, we go to Gear Fest, and we use some Patreon money to buy Rhett Shoal a drink. Now, people who are a Patreon right. are like, I helped I helped put some liquor in Rhett Scholl's belly, and I feel good about that.
0: Well, that's I mean, that's <laughs> one way to look at it. Or, you know, it's a you you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. So we buy Rhett Scholl a drink, and then he puts us on his channel.
1: Ah, yeah, so yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the way
0: this is designed to work. Does it actually <laughs> work that way? Probably not. No, I don't I, mean, I, Rhett, I can't say.
1: I enjoy Rhett, I enjoy talking to Rhett and having conversations Oh with yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. I feel I really bad about. Because I I don't, I feel like our our the purposes of our content does not overlap.
0: No, it doesn't, and it it's (laughs) it's it sucks because um, I felt really bad about all of the like I think you know at a production level uh, in terms of uh, the content that he makes and my personal gear opinions. There's we don't necessarily agree on everything, and of course when he says something and that everybody's sharing all over Facebook um, and I don't agree with it, it comes up here. And then, you know, we hung out with, I ran into Rhett uh, over by Doug Cowher's booth and we talked for a while. And then for like the next like three days, I was like, man, he's a really nice guy.
1: He's super nice. He's a great guy. That's, that's part of the danger of meeting these people is that everyone's super nice. Like I keep trying to spread the, uh, the rumor because it's not a rumor. Keep trying to ruin Glenn Fricker's reputation by telling everyone (laughs) that he's a sweetheart. And then everyone that meets him is like, yeah, he is a sweetheart. He's a super nice guy. Like none of none of these people are mean or like, 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 oh, uh, don't talk to me. Like, they're all really nice people. So let's not talk about that too much. Because Yeah, we're gonna one, more,
0: one more thing real quick. Uh, let's do a sponsor spot uh, for... Well, I want to open a couple of Oh, you want to open mail. Let's open some letters. Yeah. We,
1: we got a bunch of packages in. I'm just going to open, mm-hmm. like, two of the letters and save the rest for when Steve is back here. And we can kind of experience yeah. what's in those packages together. But I figured I might as well open up two of these. They feel like they might have stickers in them and slap some stickers on the Cyclone while we're here. So this is from Stephen and Liberty Thomas from Windsor. Dro- uh, <laughs> oh, I might need to edit that uh, from Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> Ryan, do not forget to. Well, I didn't say their full address. So I just started to say their street name. <laughs> All right, we got. Oh, is that here. what you were reading? Yeah. This <laughs> says, "Way to go, superstar." Uh, hi there, Ryan and Steve. I've been a fan of the show for a while and haven't even gotten my daughter into watching it with me occasionally. She was uh, taking a digital art class last semester. One of the first things they did was make stickers. We were hoping you all could find a spot for one of hers on the sticker strat. Love the show. Keep being awesome. P.S. I work for Cracked. What? Whoa. And we saw a nice little uptick on traffic on May 9th when you mentioned our old mags. Totally oh, crediting we, that to you?
0: I think he we uh... cracked.
1: Okay, I, I don't mean this to sound like a disc cuz I don't want it to be crack is crack is still operating and yeah. we helped move their numbers a little bit. <laughs> That's
2: Apparently. wild.
1: All right, let's find a place for this. I say they should bring back the uh they should bring back the magazine with the with the cartoons. Right. Uh, Am I going to be able to get this with my nail? I just trim my nails, and so stickering is a little bit tough. There we go. We'll find a spot on the back for this. Maybe right there. Trying to cover as much paint as possible when I apply these things. We're getting there. I feel like we might be a month or two away, but we're getting there. All right, then we got one more, which is like a cardboard thing from Stratford, Connecticut. Fassanella? It's got two, uh, two stamps on it.
0: Well, because it's thick.
1: Yeah, it's thick. Cardboard and packing tape. I, I admire this. This is the way to do it. I'm going to be able to get it open without damaging things. Oh, it's full of, like, pens and stuff.
0: That's oh, cool. interesting.
1: Oh, and the, the note is stuck inside of it. So let's see if I can read it. Uh, Ryan and Steve, thanks for all you do and for playing my ska and unska songs. Here are some promo items from my surf band. Renegade Lounge. Sticker for the guitar, but also keychains, picks, etc. Stay grounded. Signed, Chris. Thanks, Chris. So what do we have here? Renegade Lounge. And a sticker. Two stickers. Renegade Lounge. It looks like skulls. That's cool. Oh, cool. A pen. And some picks and stuff. That's awesome. Thanks, Chris. And some, yeah. some keychains in there.
0: Oh, cool. We can uh, we I can t- throw those into the old uh, the old yeah. thing.
1: We've been redistributing like all kinds of stuff that we get. I actually we got a bag yeah. of stuff at Nam that we're gonna redistribute to Patreons oh, yeah, yeah. as yeah. they sign up.
0: That'll be yeah. a lot easier. So I'm you know I'm we're moving. The weekend before this uh, hits and then gear phase. I'm going to be in a new house for two, for two nights.
2: No, three <laughs> and nights. Gonna leave.
0: Not, and then I'm going to leave uh, to, to Fort Wayne. Um, and then, yeah, after we get back, I need to buy a printer and set up the office and then we'll, I'm going to start shipping stuff out. So I need to get that swag. All right. I covered up a
1: little bit of paint that was left right there. So parts of this are like completely covered now. And it's just gonna be like covering up little spots here and yeah, we
0: need to find we need a, a there hit finish it up.
1: Wrap it up, right? Yep. All right, so should we get back to the the pictures, I think, or we I gonna... think
0: we should do a sponsor spot. Maybe Go we should do spot. should we do both our sponsor spots? Maybe we should do both our sponsor. Sure, spots. sure. Which one do you want to do first? Uh, let's do uh, this first one. Is for Chase Bliss Audio. They make pedals more creative than you are. Ryan has That's got true. the habit.
1: I'm holding the habit right now in my hands. He it's is not really... breaking
0: the habit tonight.
1: it's a really fun pedal that takes your signal and chops it up and makes it all funky and crazy and wild go watch the video that we did with the habit at guitar house we ran six habits at the same time it was incredible it made a beautiful musical noise that will probably never ever happen again so it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to go watch that video someone's probably already
0: over over at chase bliss hq in minnesota they've probably already put together seven habits and they're just like "Oh, take that ryan but they're just they're just they just got it in their pocket they haven't published it yet
1: right until they film it it's not real but the habit is a ton of fun i honestly think it might be my favorite of the three knobs Mm. pedals that came out of chase bliss the blooper the uh the habit and the the mood. mood The mood was the one I was looking for. I think the
0: habit is have my you, favorite. Have you seen I... the new mood? The the limited edition brewery mood? No. Yeah, they're they're partnering with a uh, a brewery to get a to do a mood beer. Uh-huh. And uh I need I should have sent Joel a message, I mean like dude, is there any way you can send us a four pack of that? Cuz that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, send um, us the beer. But uh, yeah, so uh, go check that stuff out, chaseplusaudio.com. Also sponsoring this show is Big Ear Pedals. That's right, Steve. And Ryan I happen to be holding got the pizza, 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 the slice, the of pie. slice of pie. The slice, of, slice of, pie. of
1: pie. And I just noticed, uh, because I actually use this and I keep it on my board, I'm starting mm-hmm. to relic a little bit. Ooh. I've got a little bit of a chip in the paint right there. Be more careful, yeah. man. Yeah, I I not sure. I probably hit it with a cable or something like that. Oh, a couple little chips down there too. I'm excited to see this pizza relic.
0: What if there's there's a secret layer and like it's two actually like two coats like uh, like a full coat of just red red paint underneath. Well, you chip away that's, the
1: cheese and there's just sauce, you know. That's what I'm saying.
0: As you chip away the 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 top, the cheese and the pepperoni, the the actual color of the case is red um and so you're just exposing sauce like little sauce <laughs> all over the place.
1: that'd be fun i'm not
0: saying that it is i'm just saying that would be cool i don't know to bigairpedals.com. check out everything they have mm-hmm. and uh if you buy something tell them that 60 cycle hum sent you
1: yeah or tell them that we didn't but mention us by name say 60 cycle hum did not send me and he'll be like hmm interesting you know who they are, but they didn't send you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to these Nam photos. Uh, so this is... Uh, yeah, yeah. I- I'm going to let... Uh, the- I keep trying to find a fun way okay, to it. Okay, this.
0: this is a guitar.
1: It's named like, after a sword, an S word.
0: Yeah, this is a rapier. Um, this is a one of the... F- I don't know who the parent company is. But this is the same uh, company that makes Fret King and, and Vintage. Make, uh, vintage. And, I should say Silverton. like fam- maybe family of brands. Is I don't know. The, yeah, I don't think I'm for. I
1: don't know if they're making stuff for each other, but it's like the same distributor or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they are
0: these are actually Spanish uh, made guitars. It looks like. Wait, are am
1: they? I on the wrong website? You might be, man because uh, the originals the originals were uh, Spanish or Italian or something like that, and they were imports into the UK. Uh, I actually follow the guy who designed these. I think his name is Alan Entwistle. Uh, I follow him on Facebook, yeah. so I got to see kind of the process of these being designed, and uh, I've been excited about them ever since, and they're fun. I got to play around with one of them. They were the, one of the few things I was going to film at Nam, and then I set up my whole rig, and one of my batteries was dead, and I just gave up. <laughs> but i had a lot of fun playing with them uh they you know they they don't feel like they're you know an incredibly high price point instrument or something like that they feel very accessible price wise Uh, i have a feeling they match their price point in 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 playability and whatnot i'd I'd guess they're probably like 700 800 guitars i could be way off on that Uh, they are
0: 429 pounds according to guitar wow
1: so so u.s they must be like four fifty or something like that, right? Yeah, and
0: they're actually sold through jhs.co.uk, uh, right? Uh, Fret. I King don't think is, there's
1: a source in the U.S. yet.
0: Yeah, Fret King is also, I think, sold through that store. But um,
1: I was really interested in the uh, the vibratos on them. Uh, they have a really fun, loose, wobbly, wiggly right. feel to them. But then I picked up a few different versions of the guitar. Uh, well, here's a different model that has the same vibrato and depending on how the guitar was set up, the bars would even either be floating up really high where I like them or they'd be really close to the body. So I Mm -hmm. I really want to know what the mechanics of that vibrato are, if it's adjustable or if it's just like whatever your string gauge, you just have to kind of deal with it sort of situation, but they're fun guitars. And at that price point, sub $500 and I, 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 I should have gone back and made filming happen (laughs) because they look really cool for just under 500 bucks and uh you know they have a version of this one that's got three pickups in it it was really cool too and there's all sorts of different like circuit options on them with slider switches and stuff and they have a 12 string that's out of shot here i think they're cool uh, this was at the esp booth it's like oh i'll take a picture of that
0: oh i didn't even i don't even think i realized oh because i didn't go to esp i saw their booth yeah um, uh
1: it was it was a substantial booth they had a lot of stuff going on in there a lot of people waiting to get into the esp booth because it was one of the few like capital m metal guitar booths yeah. going on at nam this yeah. time around and uh i get it i i think esp has always made really great guitars you know, well, I, I think one any of the ones that were like,
0: weren't they limiting how many people could go in at a time too? Oh, yeah, yeah. So
1: but I actually think this is pretty decent, even though it technically uh, breaks my art rules and it's going sideways. How dare they? I, I think it, it's I think it's a really decent, you know, carving. And I think the, the color really works with it, like it's it had this metallic pewter thing going on. it's obviously not my style but i thought the execution was really great on this right yeah (laughs) oh this this guy (laughs) so this guy sells a guitar hanger that you can turn any direction you want and his gimmick was is one of his displays with the guitar hanging completely upside down and it's one of those things where it's like you can't just grab the guitar and, and like, oh, I'm just gonna casually grab this. But if you're doing a display, like I actually thought it was a really cool product. I spent a while looking yeah, at what's it. It's it, really what's well designed. Called?
0: It's like something cage.
1: Uh iron cage. He's iron got cage. a logo logo down here. Let's see if right. I can uh it's not gonna there we go. Iron cage. It's got a skull logo. There you go. Iron cage articulating, articulating guitar guitar stand. stand. It was smart. It was a smart piece of design. Really well built. I was impressed by it. I spent a little bit of time yeah. looking at that. Their whole
0: is was a bunch of guitars being held at a bunch of different angles. So
1: right, like what else do you need? <laughs> yeah.
0: No. And then here's here's That's
1: that cool. picture of Perfecto holding that Shabbat guitar. I think he ended yeah. up borrowing it or something because he did a video with that guitar like a couple oh, days cool. after Nam. Yeah. He's been he's been having his eye on uh, offsets lately. he, he was chatting up me and Mike. About some local jaguars that were in his area on on a uh, offer up in Craigslist and whatnot. I wonder if he got that one. Uh, so this is from this is at the Fret King booth. I just thought it was just fun yeah. how many pickups it has. Yeah, so I kind of want to hear what that that neck double Telecaster situation is.
0: Yeah, Fret King is part of that. You know, they're sold through JHS, the UK mm-hmm. JHS. Uh, Fret King is a um, Trev Wilkinson company. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, whereas uh, that rapier was, uh, I think Alan Entwistle was involved yeah. in those. Who's He's, he's well, another it. one of those British guys. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, oh, there's Rob Chapman. He's spotted Oh, hey,
0: there's me. There's
1: Steve. Got a picture of Steve. Oh, you got oh, all yeah, the rev tags Rob. around your neck. Yeah. So Rev was doing a thing where they, uh, where they gave away all these hats and then they gave all of these backstage, backstage passes to various people that were at NAMM, uh, YouTubers and whatnot. Like, if you see someone wearing the hat, give them one of these backstage passes and tell them to come back to the rev booth, and we'll give them something. And so, I don't know what all the prizes were, and I don't know what everything that everyone got, whether it was just a beer cuisine or, you know, like a sticker or whatever, but I know a significant amount of people won pedals, and then one person oh, wow. uh, won a generator head. Like, one of the people I gave a, a a badge to came and found me like i want a g3 i'm like that's awesome dude so they were giving away some pedals for sure but uh yeah it was was fun to run into to rob we've had very few conversations with rob over the years like he was at one of the tgus i went to and i think i i shared like four words with him in passing like he said something i said something and then we went along our way sort of thing but (laughs) excuse me but he's been like commenting on our Instagram lately, and uh, so I've been commenting on his Instagram. I don't know—is <laughs> is this something, or are we falling in love? Is this a budding romance? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 you know, if you're if you're watching Rob, I don't mean this is a slight, but I've never been like like hip to any of your content, Rob. <laughs> like, it's just not—it's not my thing, you know. And you know, since getting busy making my own videos, I don't watch anyone else's videos anymore because i'm busy editing why am i making all these excuses to rob chapman he doesn't need me to watch i don't know his man stuff.
0: all you have to say is he plays like i my perception is that it, he plays more like hard rock and whatever and yeah. I just don't really go there so it's a
1: different scene and you know his guitars are cool i tried his guitars yeah. at toman but they're not really my thing you know i don't this i don't know people like them some people don't like them like it was fun to meet him i don't know <laughs> I'm sure I'll meet him a bunch more times. So I just made I made that way more awkward with this rambling.
0: <laughs> I think I talked about this on a recent episode, but this is my sticker bottle.
1: Here, let's uh solo you.
0: Look at that. Look at all Look these at that sticker bottle. I got to get offset sticker, big ear sticker, my honey pick sticker. It matches my honeypicks hat. I got yeah, a couple really this is some uh North Carolina beer that I got for free from work. i'm not
1: into stickers on my drinking utensils
0: i don't know i just have i have it because i left my other one at the golf course Mm. so i only have one bottle now it's very depressing oh Oh, this this was
1: fun oh man like i didn't stop and look at a lot of pedals but uh the the guy that was there from cusack pulled me in for this one he's like you gotta check this thing out yeah and i'm glad he did it's this is a high dollar value fuzz like it's it it is like 340 360 somewhere in there and you know I, when you're used to seeing stuff like that you're used to it having some sort of really like wild novelty thing happening as far as like you know like maybe the plasma pedal or even like that beatronics pedal I just demoed things like right. that they have a lot of stuff going on um this, this in theory is a very simple fuzz it's a four knob mm-hmm. fuzz but it uses a selenium component that apparently the the component that they're using in it costs like 50 dollars each and it's super duper rare uh so there's i think he said 20 of these got made and then that's going to be that it.
0: sounds about right i think it was 20
1: it You know, I've tried fuzzes with all kinds of different components over the years. And it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. Silicon, Germanium, whatever. It sounds a little bit different. This thing sounded very different. Yeah. This has
0: a selenium rectifier, according to the delicious audio
1: it uh site. Like I'm trying to Think of how to describe it like the, the, there's there's different fuzzes that have different slightly different gain character or slightly different eq character based on the components that's, that it's using like this almost didn't seem like a fuzz in a way like it had a fuzz quality to it yeah it was like it was really wild the way the low end and the, and the low mids on it were almost like fully clean but like fat and saturated and then all the fuzz was on the highs and a bit on the high mids and would have this really like wild old school kind of like am radio sort of like quality to it while also being like this torn speaker velcro sort of thing like it sounded like what you would assume a fuzz invented like in the 1940s would sound like that's
0: actually a really apt commentary because i'm looking at um uh part i'm just i just did a search for like selenium rectifier and guitar pedals and one of the places apparently they were used are in the old tweed harvard's old fender Mm. harvard's which is like a 1950s tweed amp
1: yeah and then that finish on it like i should have taken video of it but it's it moves in the light. It's this
0: crystallized Oh yeah. It like looks champagne
1: wild. peachy color. Like it is a beautiful finish. And I think you were talking to him about the finish and he was saying that it like some sort of special process to make that. Yeah, happen it's or like, like, like a nineteen
0: twenties like, finishing process that he says takes like days and smells horrible.
1: I want a guitar with that finish on it. <laughs> like it look it looks like ice. It's crystallized yeah. like no, like it, snowflakes I, and ice. I
0: couldn't get over it. It was it was
1: Amazing. And even even the knobs are like custom milled knobs just for mm-hmm. this project. It's it's like Cusack really went over the top with this. And uh, uh, you know when, when before he told me how much it was, how much it cost, I was like, yeah, I'd I'd like. I was thinking I'd like to demo one of these things. Yes, I mean one of these things. And then he was like, well, here's the cost, and it's because we only made twenty of them. And I'm like, okay, obviously this is not for demos. Like, <laughs> yeah. if I want one, I'm going to have to buy one. And it sounds like they're already having. To wrestle with who they're going to sell them to because like various retailers are like well just sell me the whole run and i want to sell uh, them all and it's like well you're just going to like mark up the price or something like that we want to make sure it goes to people who actually you know want them for the price that they yeah. are
0: instead so, of a minimum advertised price agreement they need a maximum advertised <laughs> price agreement
1: exactly so what else do i have here oh there's us with paul davids yep yeah. that was just before he told us about the party
0: (laughs) yeah that was that was what was the question uh he asked what's the worst piece of advice or best piece of advice worst piece of
1: advice someone gave you when you were learning guitar what did you tell him did you tell him anything
0: he didn't ask me he asked Ah,
1: you. i'm sorry steve paul davis didn't ask you i told him uh, uh strumming patterns like people when i first started playing were all about strumming patterns like oh here's how you have to strum here's the strumming pattern you go up down up up down like we're doing the like the kamani code or whatever it's called you know yeah (laughs) and it took me years down ba it took me years to realize like oh there's not set strum patterns like for some songs there are for sure but uh like you do what works with the song and you learn what works yeah what you're doing when you're doing it like i I think i think that came out of like kind of learning guitar around people who were playing church music like very very early like acoustic kind of campfire style songs And it's like well we don't know how to do this at all so here's the very basics and like this song here's a strum pattern that works for it you know
0: it's it's really interesting um because that was something of i think that was a thing when i first started playing that i picked up on really quickly was to listen to what was actually happening in like a recording full right. on, in terms of strum patterns and so i knew a lot of people who and it's funny when you're just learning right the difference between what you're describing is the uh down you know down up down up down down up right right you know or whatever i know a lot of people they spend the first six months or year of their playing just going down up down up down up sure. and that's all they do and they're changing the chord, and that's that's great like Totally do what honestly, helps you learn your transitions. So, to but totally it,
1: honestly, like, do down, up, down, up, whatever. Don't think about the downs and the up. Think about the beat. Yeah. Don't yeah. think about, like, what direction you're going. Thinking about h- hitting that beat and finding the groove. That's what's important. Not a not the pattern of the strum. Come yeah, on.
0: And, and I think it's a thing where you, you <coughs> just have to, like, detach a little and listen and understand right. the rhythm. And this is actually where, like, you know, that's the difference – between somebody this is a the possibly the worst reference i can think of but it's also kind of the best reference i can think of is that's the difference between someone who's like playing wonderwall and you go oh cool you know wonderwall and somebody who's playing wonderwall and you're like yeah man like that's wonderwall
1: <laughs> right right i mean there yeah like if you can nail the strum pattern uh from a song the way the original artist did it then that's fantastic but i guarantee you it's not by memorizing up down 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 no, up, down. no it's, it's it's like
0: 100 feel
1: it's 100 percent feel but it's also like you're not hitting every single string every single time or you're yeah. you're you're digging emphasis on certain strings or you're doing a little fluttery jumpy thing across the middle strings or whatever yeah. like or i, I shouldn't
0: you, i shouldn't say it's like how so much more to it. it's yeah. It's understanding where the song wants to go. Totally. And, and I don't you, think that's necessarily yeah. a feel thing. That is a that is something that you can it's work a
1: feel on. thing. It's an instinct thing. It's a listening thing. It's an experience thing. Like that's a yeah. thing that you can't replicate with just ups and downs. Like that's silly, you know.
0: Yeah, you oh, this is left and funny. right.
1: This is uh this is a photo that's printed really big in the Taylor booth, and that mm-hmm. just happens to be the other guitarist and Dinosaur Ghost. So yeah, this funny is a to dino- see the Dinosaur aerial. Ghost reunion. Yeah, (laughs) I just had to take a selfie with my old bandmate there. Um, Oh, this was interesting. This was the Cortex booth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look what they have up on the sign there. And they had it at their display, Digitech stuff. So they're full on like, this is ours now. We own Digitech. We have a section of our booth dedicated to this. And they had some product out, multiple whammies, the Carcosa, the rubber neck, a few other things down there. So hopefully they don't just maintain those existing products, but maybe bring back some old products. Maybe I think the fact that ones.
0: I think the fact that they had this, and I think down there, I you, I don't know if you can zoom in on that board, uh, but down there is the um, the looking glass is on there, the freak out, yeah, um, the mosaic, and all three of those I think were. Um, well, really everything on here I think may have been discontinued at one time or another. Well, it was uh, weird because
1: everything kept going in and out of stock. Yeah. So it's like, are they just pulling pallets that they didn't know they had and shipping them to retailers?
2: Yeah. Or knows?
1: are they making new runs? Like we didn't we no one knows really what has been going on at yeah. Samsung but, for the past I kinda, four years. I, I
0: kind of thought the fact that those some of those pedals in particular are on there was really promising. I kind of wanted to talk someone to someone about you know what they thought uh yeah that would have been nice were, but you know uh without a guitar hooked up there i couldn't play the intro to um uh stairway to heaven so w- <laughs> if you can't play the intro to stairway to heaven no one will right
1: so here's you playing one of those donner uh composite guitars with aaron oh. looking in your looking in your guitar hole <laughs>
0: <laughs> trying to figure out what's go- he's trying to figure out what's going on in my hole so,
1: so donner is uh donner's trying to do like some higher end like more creative looking stuff they had a bunch of like strats and violins and ukuleles yeah. and stuff and like they didn't have any of their really cheap looking guitars out they mm-hmm. have a bunch of stuff that looks uh quite a bit better so donner's making moves to be a different kind of company here
0: yeah i think uh kloss is that the name of the company uh is uh real big on carbon fiber guitars and i think all of those guitars are manufactured overseas maybe i don't know why Mm -hmm. i think they're manufactured overseas because they are headquartered in provo utah uh but in my i just sure given their price point and everything i think they are uh manufactured uh overseas and i think that uh there is um a lot of people who have taken maybe it's not Kloss i'm thinking of maybe it's a different brand um that has a very similar design to the donner with the sound yeah totally. offset sound oh no yeah donner
1: is not breaking new ground with this design no not at
0: all but i think now that there's some consistent carbon fiber acoustic guitar manufacturing going on in china you're gonna see Donner and a lot of these other companies do it so then it just comes back to sure you know who's going to pay the extra x dollars per guitar to to have them QC'd well
1: I think I wonder how well those Kloss guitars sell Uh, is this going to be a situation where you know like you know how like back in the 60s and the 70s there would be all sorts of like copies of kind of failed models of mainstream mm-hmm. brands. Like you'd have like, you know, import copies of the Fender Maverick and stuff. And it's like somewhere in translation, they lost the point that that guitar didn't do well, but they tried to make a copy of it sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. is, is Kloss a, a company that's doing well? And there's reason to try to copy them with a more budget brand or, you know, maybe they're not doing well. And this is going to be a flop for Donner. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe it'll d- do great for Donner because people been curious about the that concept but didn't want to spend a bunch of money on it so they'll go for a cheaper version i don't know
0: the guitar brand i was thinking of is lava it's not cloth ah okay lava we just kept saying
1: cloths because you said it first. well
0: cloths is another brand that right makes, right that may and i remember seeing cloths at the booth but i think lava is the one i was uh thinking of though they have a completely different sound hole
1: yeah so wow. this is an interesting uh, gizmo here that I yeah. a of. it's yeah. a it's a tool for setting up guitars with floating trims. And it's just oh. this like fun little double clamp thing here. And it's like, oh, it seems kind of simple, but it's really smart. And anyone who's ever sent, spent time setting up a Floyd Rose sees this right now. And is like, you know what? Yeah, no, I, I that's that's brilliant. It's got a little clamp to hold onto the guitar and then an extra clamp arm to hold uh, the wiggle stick in position so that you can swap out the strings and keep everything in the right position and then make your adjustments and then release it. Like I thought it was a a fun idea.
0: Do you remember what this product is called? I don't,
1: I see. I wasn't thinking in the headspace of like, Oh, I'm going to talk about this later when I was taking all these photos. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this thing. Uh, so this is a insole that you put in your shoe and it is a radio frequency expression pedal
0: controller. Yeah, I um uh, <laughs> I like, don't know, man.
1: They put a lot of effort into this and they got a really decent sized booth and they were doing quite the display with it. And yeah, they were doing it. You can you can control yeah, expression yeah. functions on, you know, your pedals and your your, you know, your your technology and stuff with it. But there's something about it this is like Really, you're gonna you're gonna slide this into your shoe before a show, and then dedicate your walking time to. <laughs> <laughs> but and it was like this is not going to be comfortable underneath your foot. Like it's not a Dr. Right. Scholl's product
0: at all. It, it it's a, like kind of it's a thick a, piece of plastic. It's a really interesting proof of concept. Um, it
1: is like, but expression pedals work. You yeah, know, yeah. and they're you know when you incorporate them into your rig they're always there like this is, feels like you're gonna forget it one time and just be well, like I guess i'm guess i not doing expression and stuff
0: back in back in 2016 converse did that all walk. yeah uh chuck taylor uh which i think is a is a bit different um so i don't know if this is a, a similar idea uh or what but yeah i just uh it was at soul pedal is that like- who this is
1: I that sounds like a name that it would be um I my- think it's
0: soul pedal so it's an expression controller so you you all it's actually it's sending like a rate radio signal or some kind of signal yeah. into your uh into a receiver, receiver. box yeah. in your pedal chain um
1: they've done things like this with all sorts of like little different expression rings and things like that. And like things with accelerometers in them and like little things that you can stick on your guitar, you know, and whatnot. And, you know, I could, I get it, but I don't know anyone who's made something like this part of their permanent rig. Like, I think it's a fun concept, but soul
0: Soul pedals, the company, um, like I said, I, I personally, (laughs) like, I kind of get it. The fact that you have to hook it up to a receiver, I think is kind of, you know, uh, a bummer. It does kind of look like you can sign up to be pre-order, but it doesn't, I don't see any pricing on their website for it. Right. And I kind of just feel like uh, if this was, and this is a product we we need to come back to to talk about, I think at some point, um, I guess it's foot, I guess the whole point of it being in the insole is it's a foot pressure and motion sensor. Sure. Which gives you that added thing. Because I was going to say, if it's, only, <coughs> if it's only a motion sensor, then uh i would prefer to have this in like a a soundbrenner format where you just strap it onto your shoe
1: right exactly Uh,
0: but then i guess like maybe that's not cool because you if you got your badass doc martins in your uh you know guns and roses cover band then maybe that's not a thing that you also like did you watch
1: them in your style did you watch them use it a little bit you don't use it the way that you would normally normally use an expression pedal where you're rocking on your heel. You right. use it rocking forward onto your toe. So you're doing almost mm. like a high heel pose with it to get to yeah. the toe position on it. And I don't know. It, it, I guess it looked fine, but I wonder, like, is that the look people are going to want to go for when they're on stage?
0: well so I guess it's it can you can use it to do MIDI I'm look reading their website you can use it to do MIDI control so, so you like, can literally you can put in a bunch of different I guess motion gestures into it so you can use it as a tap tempo you sure can, you can do a bunch of different things depending on how your MIDI controller is set up
1: you can mess up your posture with it
0: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah well that was one, the thing I was looking at I mean, was like bending yeah. it and whatever and I'm like this doesn't uh, I can barely, I I have trouble enough with shoes. I don't want one of those in
1: my shoe, So I I hate to be a bummer on a product, but like I wasn't, I, you know, I had my doubts.
0: No, this is, I, like I said, I think it's a really cool idea. I think the execution is, uh, maybe it can be executed better, but we'll see.
1: I, like an hour ago, I messaged Doug Cower about this we'll we'll scroll back real quick this was us doing a podcast with emily and andrew oh yeah Aaron was there too i i think emily said she had to scrap the whole damn thing because it's nonsense but
0: (laughs) oh good i went on like a, a 10 minute rant about getting emails from the national republican senatorial Oh my gosh, committee all the time.
1: So this is a guitar uh builder that was across the 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 aisle from Doug Cowers to
0: Yeah, D- Diego Vila.
1: Diego was his name. I messaged Doug like what was that guy's name? I feel terrible cuz I should have taken a picture of the guy um yeah. because I talked to him for like 45 minutes about hamburgers <laughs> you
2: guys would not shut up and
1: I barely even looked at his guitars but they were stunning and this is one I took a picture of but it, it was it was really fun because I was walking up to Doug and the guy spotted me and he was like 60 cycle yum and I was like <laughs> oh yeah. man we're gonna talk like this guy is all about the food stuff we didn't even talk about guitars at all but we talked about hamburgers for like 45 minutes <laughs> but his guitars looked rad so uh he he's you know he's a, a boutique builder out of spain i think he said
2: yeah he's out and, of spain uh,
1: super nice guy i mean anyone who loves hamburgers and will talk to me about them is a nice guy right
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah they're some, really cool he, he makes some bases too they're all kind of the same conceptual uh shape yeah that uh that shape he's right there and uh yeah he's the his finishes are fantastic both both oh, this kind of like ultra clean finish but also uh you get some you, relics you can too see there uh off off to the edge of the shot that it he's got uh he had two relics there i think and they're yeah. really well done very tasteful relicing. if this
1: if the format of this episode goes well then i'll have to remember next time we go to nam to better document everything with photos oh this is from my personal camera roll that's not supposed to be on there <laughs> thankfully he wasn't something naked so i guess that's my last photo in all the nam stuff yeah that's the last one so uh i mean we've been at this an hour and 15 minutes now steve um do you have anything you want to say about nam like your thoughts on uh how it went so, like the future nam i don't know
0: so a lot of it, it's funny so I, I guess you know and maybe in the long run you could say well yeah it's gonna get there um Nam, as far as I know, as far as I've seen anyone say uh even as bad as the turnout was this year it's a, I well so one thing I I got in a you in, say is
1: a bad ter- I, I want to preface that it was way bigger than summer Nam and it felt like oh, it yeah. was at least worthwhile being there even though I got horribly ill from being there yeah uh, no number- it felt like it was worthwhile that it existed.
0: I heard a number of people call it some super summer nam but not 2021 summer nam but like the old like the 20 oh yeah 19 summer nam Oh,
1: totally which no, I, uh,
0: which, you know I didn't go to um this year I think was the first year that the west coast uh nam was like selling tickets to the public like mm. openly selling tickets uh I was told Actually, I, I, this wasn't what I was told. Uh, I think it was announced that they had about 115,000 this year, which actually, uh, I think in previous years, Plans they were well, around one hundred and thirty to 140,000. Um, and then I heard that they actually, and, and maybe you got a better perception of this, um, that the vendor turnout or the exhibitor turnout was a, like 70% lower than normal no that's that tracks you think it was 70 percent lower i mean i i I, I thought that number i know the the attendance is about 30 percent lower but i could the attend the i think the way that they set up the halls if it was really that low like over half of the normal exhibitors were missing yeah um i didn't see it but i guess the basement was closed the basement was um, closed. Also,
1: there's buildings that normally have stuff in it that were that didn't have anything in right. it. Right,
0: and that and that's a thing that like I guess I didn't think about because I I I don't like I was talking back and forth with Blake about it uh, on the Guitar Nerd's uh, Facebook group, and he mentioned thirty percent. I was like, well, I know the attendance was down thirty percent, but he said it was thirty percent of normal vendors. And I was like, are you sure it wasn't thirty percent down? Um, but as I thought about it, you know, the way that they were, like you said, the Yamaha was in the main building, which right. they normally aren't. The basement was closed. Uh, they usually Italy's,
1: have that like stadium uh, right. area. That was that
0: num- was that not open?
1: I don't okay, think so, it was. So that's
0: a big loss. And then the and way they that have they,
1: that other building that's next to the stadium area that's like the newer building from like four right. years ago that they finished. And right. I don't think anything was going on there.
0: Oh, wow. So maybe it was just like in the guitar space. It felt like. A few big names were missing, but I still it felt normal. It felt it, comfortable size right. to me. But maybe it, the normal NAM was just so overpacked that I was like, oh, I can breathe a little bit.
1: I mean, usually in that main hall where all the guitar stuff is, uh, usually you get to the, the edges and things get a little bit fringe, you know. Uh, but this time like that, they had all the like a significant portion of the side of that hall just wasn't populated at all. And yeah, they had it, was, it roped uh, off. And
0: they, they had a lot of it roped off or curtained off. And which then, I think which I think added to making it feel crowded even though it wasn't necessarily.
1: And then usually the guitar stuff Spills into the next hall over and right. into the basement. And that wasn't happening this year. And the next halls over, they were all cut off with curtains mm-hmm. like 40% away back from the back of the hall. So, like, it's really easy to be like, oh, everything in this building is at least like. 40 to 50% less than normal. And then you factor in the other buildings and it's like, yeah, I see where 70% smaller comes from easily.
0: So that's uh, like I said, I needed to be walked through specifically because I think the way that they curtained it off made it, like I said, it felt, it felt good. But then like, also when I take a step back and I start thinking about all the brands that weren't there, sure, you know, then I'm like, well, no, that is probably like 70% of the brands that I'm used to seeing.
1: It'll be interesting interesting Harvesting. to see uh, how Nam changes in the future because there's a lot of brands like brands like Walrus mm-hmm. that packed a small booth. Yeah, they they yeah. usually do a booth that's like the size of four small booths. Mm-hmm. They they get the, the bigger booth, but they did a regular size small booth, a single booth size sort of situation, and uh, it looked like they were having a great time and they felt really good about it. We might see brands just pull back in general and just try to do nam cheaper in the future even though they're just going to be there and mm-hmm. they're going to do their thing but try to do it on the cheap and and treat it more like well if you can find room at the booth then you're here if you can't then we have a crowd and then you know that's kind yeah of i mean I,
0: I think it's tough where they're at right now because they're trying to get people to show up and whatever right um but they uh know the reason that some of these companies have really small booths and really simple booths is because the cost of oh are you a nam member yes okay well here's your your fee for entrance and it's like well by the time you put like four guys on and uh, with you know their entrance fees you're like well that's if i pay for a fifth guy i can just get a booth yeah instead and then it becomes like worth the trip well yeah Uh,
1: nam nam charged People money that they normally wouldn't charge money to be there and things like that like nam members were having to pay money to be there and in yeah. ways they haven't had to in the past but also something i think is interesting as i was hearing from a lot of the brands is that nam chilled way the f out on lots of details that they used to be sticklers for right because right. their the vibe is like they need people to have a decent experience and come back in the future because nam is feeling you know what everyone is thinking is do we need nam you
0: yeah know? i heard the the pressure to build the booths like there was more usually i guess it's more uh nam personnel who build the booths yeah. i guess this year they kind of let the companies build. like if the well, companies it's like just a, need to do simple stuff they let the companies do it
1: it's it was it's supposed to be like a union thing or whatever right. and what it sounds like is what they did is instead of being really anal retentive about like these are our guys these are the guys that have to build it the union guys still did their work but there was a supervising role where they stood right. there and watched the brands build their booze which you know should be the way it is like i get union stuff or whatever with with a you know a convention center but it's like you know these people built these booths over and over again mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. all sorts of other events and then like they're supposed to show up and watch two guys who have never seen their booth before like try to yeah. put it together like yeah. it's it seems really inefficient you know yeah. so no, everyone sure. was happy about that but there's also lots of things where like you know getting your badges was a lot more streamlined and easy mm-hmm and registration was easier for a lot of people and a lot of the other details that you know most people would never know about or care about were a lot easier so it's interesting to hear that that was
0: going on i think it'll be interesting to see if any of the because because i think inside some of the companies there's still definitely a air on the side of caution so i know some companies have were out you know like for example uh music group the uh the, uh, um, Behringer people, yes, Behringer, yes. uh, uh, what's a uh, TC electronic, all of that. Right. Um, they were kind of out, uh, they were out before everything. They were yeah, out. They, they got they out like three years ago, you know, um, Gibson wasn't at SummerNAM, but a lot of people assumed that it was just because of the building the the garage there in Nashville. Yeah. So what was the point? Um, I think Fender dropping out was kind of uh, a thing where when people, when that happened, like you lose a lot of brands there. Uh, but I think it'll be interesting to see if any of those brands come back just for yeah. the spectacle of it or whatever. And I think, uh, you know, like I said, I think a lot of some, a lot of companies were kind of airing on, uh, on the side of ca- caution. It sounded like, um, I forget what, what are they called now? They just got a new name. Um, the band lab people. <laughs>
1: oh kinda... yeah, I forgot their new name. It bummed me out when I found out um, they have a new name,
0: Caldecott Music Group. Yeah, I'm never so, gonna remember that. Well, I I know I kind of understand why they did it. Uh, it's because it, it's kind of like the alphabet thing, right? You know, where it's like, well, Bandlab was everything, but if you think of Band Bandlab as like a digital brand, and then, um and then uh you know harmony at harmony by band lab it sounds really weird but harmony now harmony is uh under the umbrella of vista musical instruments which at least sounds Mm -hmm. like a musical instrument company you know versus band lab technologies makes it sound like a bunch of like tech dweebs are trying to run a guitar company
1: I don't know. I, you know, I have fond memories of, you know, hanging out with our old band lab contact. Yeah. So. So, so my,
0: my <laughs> only point was, it sounded like they were in until like kind of the last minute and then they were out. So I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't be surprised to see band lab back in, in the future
1: well i here's the thing here's here's my kind of pitch to anyone at nam who's listening right now i doubt anyone is but uh well we have to send this
0: episode to them to prove that we covered the uh, trade show otherwise (laughs) they won't invite us back
1: here's here's the vibe and here's the challenge uh the brands know they don't need nam anymore
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: they've all done business just fine for a couple of years without nam and they're looking at the nam they just had and asking the question do we need this i don't think anyone's ever going to need nam again but if nam can figure out a way to make people want nam then that's the ticket to the future if they can make it so that it's enriching towards you know the relationships between builders enriching uh relationships in between builders and fans you know in between builders and media because i think the ship has sailed as far as like needing nam to exist for business to business relationships right but like right. making it a marketing thing making it a media blitz thing making it a community thing like i think those are the ways that they need to explore making it so that the industry wants there to be NAM. Because well, if, it's too, so th- if it's difficult, like if there's not a social payoff, if there's not a marketing payoff, then th- people are just going to say, we don't need it and we don't want it.
0: You know? Yeah. Uh, so that's, I, I kind of had a little bit of this conversation with some of the uh, Get Offset uh, fan group, uh, I guess, I, a Patreon group uh, with Tom Kelly, who I think is also one of our um, um where we, we're talking about you know NAM functions as a community event for us basically yes. you know but but you know if the brands start dropping out for whatever reason, whether it's you know NAM is too expensive or whatever, you know, how do um is there something that can replace that? And what we saw in the last, I think, year there was there have been some small efforts over the years, really. So, you know, going back like I don't know, 10 years now, maybe there was uh in Atlanta, there was the Gear Talk Expo. They I think they did mm. that for two years. Um, in the Northeast, they had Fear the Riff. Tom brought, I think Tom brought this up. Uh, they had the Fear the Riff expo in Brooklyn and, and Blake Wyland's actually from the Tone Mob, I think went out for that uh uh And that's a really popular like New York, New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania, you know, that whole Atlantic seaboard and and New England uh, pedal world kind of goes to that thing. Um, But I don't know, like what kind of momentum it takes to bring in everyone, you know, if you're in Ohio and Indiana and Kentucky and West Virginia, then maybe you're going to make the drive to Earthquaker Day. Uh, but I think it's hard to there's really. The only reason for there the to be and the brands.
1: Yeah, the only reason there's there is to to have a convention that has brands from all sorts of different walks of the music instrument industry is for retailers. Because yep. if it's not built around connecting builders and brands to retailers, buyers and sellers, then it really is just a public exposition mm-hmm. and in that case you can pare it down to be more genre specific I mean, like here is guitar nam here mm-hmm. is live sound nam here is light you know here is wind instrument nam you know band instrument nam right here is folk instrument nam or maybe can just be like everything with strings that's it's string nam you know and i i think mm-hmm. they could segment it that way and there could be a nam every two months you know in in Mm. smaller venues around the country because if it's if it's just for catering to individual industries that want to socialize because no no one in the guitar halls is going over and chatting with the saxophone people you know like these all these things don't need to be together if the functionality of builder to retailer isn't important anymore you know
0: yeah yeah um no you, i i think i think you know there's things that could be done um i just think one probably the brands that could make it i think the biggest thing is i i think the brand you know nam exists it does um, yeah that's true <laughs> and and what, what i mean by <laughs> so that is deep is to Replace Nam. I think it, the amount of momentum it would take to do something that's even like say super regional, right? Like not sure. just because Nam is an international event. Um, I think doing a national event as soon as you make something for in the at least in the U.S. It's a national event. It might as well be at least a North American event. Um, and I guess maybe the equivalent in Europe would have been like Music Messa. I don't know if that yeah. still happens, but it, when it was happening
1: yeah i think that that petered out before covid yeah like.
0: um I, I mean i don't really you know i don't i don't keep tabs on that sure um so it, i think doing a, a regional guitar show still happened, like the delmar fair every once in a while i think right still has the is it like crossroads of the west or whatever guitars just, of the west thing whatever yeah we just don't go and like the la amp show was still happening up until covid we just don't go and that's like a like regional potentially super regional event but even for us it's like is this a thing we want to go to dallas guitar show there there are people who will drive for puts on these different uh shows uh dallas international guitar festival is that the one i'm thinking of that's the one i'm thinking of but i don't know who puts it on if that's the one i'm thinking of that has like a specific brand that puts it on i'm not seeing Some, uh, but there's these different events like that but they're all kind of like regional and maybe super regional but definitely you know nothing where for us uh maybe maybe that like the dallas guitar show could be something that you could do a road trip trip on sure but at the same time like there's no one reaching out going like oh can you go do this thing
1: Right. Right. And it's also like a, a little thought I I've been having because I didn't film very much at this. I didn't film at all at this dam. And I realized mm-hmm. afterwards the reason I didn't really feel motivated to film is because usually I show up and it's like Fender's going to have, you know, all dozen of the squires that I haven't been able to check out yet. And I'm going to film every single squire that's new or I'm going to film every single Epiphone right. that's new. I'm going to go to these major brand booths and cover everything that's new. And Ibanez was there, but they didn't have anything that was like, oh, this is something that would work on the channel. You know, there's there's wasn't really anything like that. And going to those kind of like regional guitar shows is kind of the same thing as what nam was where it's like Mm -hmm. oh here's a bunch of small builders that's awesome i want to talk to these people but there's really not a lot of reason for me to film these things because i you know the the business model of the channel is you know kind of appealing to things that are going to be retail you know and things that i'm going to be able to find links for and stuff like that are you frozen right now
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> no, nope. I was for a second. It dropped out, You're but like, I don't know if it was on your end or my end.
1: Your video is frozen like you. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's kind of my take on it. It's like I, I don't really I don't think I need to show up and be so anal retentive and so gung ho to film everything at these events anymore. Maybe it's time to just go to things and, a, right. and hang out and chat with everyone the way that everyone else does and stop thinking that I need to be mm-hmm. a superhero who comes with home with 40 videos at of these things. But maybe NAM will come back to its old glory well, and I'll well, my tune. I don't know. You there?
0: Well, say <laughs> say they stay with this model. Um are you hearing me?
1: Yeah, now I am. Just, okay. We should we so should probably
0: with this model where we should, where should probably wrap,
1: wrap they- this up because you are on a wild delay right now.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll just say this last thing. If okay. they stay public where they have public, uh what I could see in the future is maybe NAM bounces back, but they stay public so more people come out, and then the big filming thing would just be like a like a three hour like hey we're going to be at this booth for three hours with the mics on so if you want to come by mm. cameras rolling mics are on come by say something
1: yeah maybe i've thought about stuff like that Just be
0: the, the main content
1: yeah i don't know uh let's wrap this up steve you want to tell us about a song that we can play at the end and, and we'll call it a night
0: uh let's pick a song i got a I just do pick it off my phone, but I, we're not going to play it. Well, That's sounds... no, but
1: I'll, uh, I've got I've to do some light editing to no, this, so I'll, I'll tag it to the end. We're not going to listen you and me, but we'll, we'll, we'll do old school. We'll mention the song and then everyone else can yeah. hear it while the, the stuff. So, this was.
0: song is going to be by uh sent by Mike Myers. Um, I don't know if he Ooh, scary, uh, yeah, I don't know which Mike Myers this or funny, is. uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, Hi, my name is Mike Myers. I've attached one of my songs for submission to the podcast. I should have mentioned this. Uh, uh, this is by my band and 70 please stand by all guitars by Shane Lloyd bass guitar and vocals. Mike Myers drums, uh, you know, Pro Tools and a lot of programming and Steven Slate drums. Song is written by Shane Lloyd and Mike Myers. Hi, my name is Oh, yeah. He said that already. This song is called uh where I, I gotta download it wait so where you're at tonight that is the name of the song that we're gonna play uh unfortunately like ryan mentioned we're doing this old school so we're not gonna, we're gonna listen to it but yeah we'll listen to it, when it comes f- out. you'll listen maybe you'll
1: Maybe I'll uh, throw editing Ryan in to add a few notes here and there or something like that. Now I've committed to it. Now I have to. There do you it. Go. Dang it! I just go. made it work for myself. <laughs> gotcha. So, anyways, thanks for watching, everyone. Sorry, this episode's pretty different. Uh, the episode after this might be very different too because I have a feeling we're going to film it at uh, Gear Fest, and uh, yeah. then yeah. eventually we'll get back to doing normal content again. Depending on how things are going, we with could film it on the plane.
0: We could film it on the and plane. We could.
1: We could film it on the plane. We we've done that before.
0: <laughs> no, I,
1: I I I'm honestly planning on us getting a bunch of podcast content at Gear Fest. Like I I think that I want that to yeah. be a a big focus throughout the day. Like I'm hoping for two episodes a day at Gear Fest, and we're gonna be there three days.
0: Dang.
2: So
1: yeah, that's that's where my head is right now. So well, that won't be every week. We'll maybe we'll do every other week launching those or something like that but maybe you'll buy us some uh, some free time during the summer yeah that's kind of my thought sounds good yeah and we're both going to be there and we can grab other people to be on the podcast maybe we want to grab tim pierce or something like that but hey oh, podcast yeah. with us you know or grab uh grab uh jason or emily or whoever else mm-hmm. is around and wants to be on the show we can we can have some fun and just set up some mics and sit around Sweetwater and chat you know all right enjoy the song guys and stay grounded See ya.